Let's play ball. Welcome to the podcast today. It's so good to have you here on opening day for the Mud Hens. Opening day for the Mud Hens Eve. Uh, we'll get to that momentarily. A couple of uh, quick hit things. Uh, downtown will be busy this weekend, as we've mentioned here a couple of times. And at the end of today, the the, the stern stuff, the finger waggy stuff, our American values. And uh, after having some some discourse, some some dialogue, mostly friendly, uh, about the pro medica situation, uh, I want to offer a bit more. I'm not changing my stance, but I want to offer a bit more clarity. Downtown will be busy this weekend. You know that we're doing the show live from. Um, Tony Paco's tomorrow and weather says it's probably going to rain in the morning then we'll have a, a window in the afternoon where there'll be some showers and then last time I checked yesterday storms um, we're going to have some tickets to give away for the games uh, over the weekend also some walleye tickets because remember it's a triple double header yeah uh, baseball and hockey every day this weekend assuming the weather holds out for uh, for the Mud Hens. And uh, also, Jurassic Quest returns. It, it Does it come like three times a year? I went once, and I was underwhelmed. Um, mostly because the Imagination Station exhibit from like 2015 or 16 was really good. Uh, this was underwhelming, but also, I'm not like a seven-year-old. I am an adult, and uh, it's a lot easier to impress a kid. Although... They are not real dinosaurs. And with that, a, a quick uh, aside, um, somewhat connected to our prehistoric predecessors. Don't think I brought this on. Oh, I did throw this by Alex on the podcast. Um, what? Who is the, uh, who's the most important person to, to have ever lived? Uh, got some good dialogue about that. Uh, and another question on that podcast was, what's the Im- most important day in the history of the planet? Not like human history would be a, a different question. That's like just a couple of hundred thousand years. What's the most important day in the history of this planet? Other than the time like it it formed as a circle. The answer, I think, unequivocally has to be the day the meteor hit. Because if it didn't, might still be dinosaurs running around uh and not us or both of us at the same time don't know um do you have any if you have any uh responses for that or 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 alternative answers send them my way another quick a couple of quick hit things i uh i did not notice this until just last night or this morning so mother's day weekend uh it's the 14th the 12th is the very first Toledo night market of the year at the Botanical Garden. And then I noticed um, Maker's Mart at Handmade, the spring version, is the very next day. So, just a heads up, um, and you may have realized this as we get closer to that day and maybe keep some money back if you're doing both at the Botanical Garden. But at least now you know um, you have you have two things where you might spend uh, a good chunk of money for yourself or for for mom that weekend, and I, I'm not a, I'm not telling you to choose one or another, and I'm I'm not saying either of these events should allow the other to have had the weekend. It's Mother's Day. Uh, it, it, it's a perfect time Friday and Saturday to do shopping for mom and the the person that each of those events targets is probably a mom. 
Uh, opening day uh, leftover bits we'll do tomorrow. Also, um, Tiger's opening day is a big deal as well. I believe it's April 6th. I did one Tiger's opening day when I was doing sports talk radio in 2012. Uh, doing our show live from some bar just north of uh, downtown, maybe like near the campus of Wayne State. It was a big deal when I was there the first time, but the only thing I remember was I was running the board back at the radio station the year Comerica Park opened for uh, for the morning show that I was uh, helping out at that time. What was that, like 2000? And I do remember... Do you have parts like this in your memory where you can't remember Monday, but I can tell you exa- I can tell you the weather and the temperature and the team that the Tigers opened Comerica Park with. I'm pretty certain it was Seattle. I know it was cold, and I think it snowed or flurried, uh, which was very foreign to me because I don't remember opening days back home in Philadelphia like that. I don't know when the Guardians opening day is. They play today as do the Tigers. The Tigers, I believe, are in Tampa. Um, But I can honestly tell you and I don't know if we have more Tigers or Guardians fans here. Um, And even if you say, oh, we have more Tigers fans here, how do you know? Just Maybe it's just people you know are Tigers fans and there's you don't know the Guardian fans. I do not know anyone who has ever raved and been excited on any level near Mudhens or Tigers opening day for Guardians opening day. I know they don't draw real well. They haven't since like the mid-90s with uh, those great teams that Alex and I have talked about before. By Erica, Manny, and Tommy, and God, the, oh, oh God, the, the pitchers escaped, escaped me. The really good pitcher, and there was Jose Mason, Omar Vizquel. Those were great teams. I love Rudy. They were like my national, they were like my American League team as a kid. Just don't know anybody who's like, cannot wait to get to, is it first energy? Field? Yeah, I just, um, kid things. So, uh, I guess I should have been doing some kind of topic here, like kid, on the old show and whatever, you know, there's always been a, a thing. It's always an easy topic. Ooh. Did I break my phone? No, thankfully. Uh, the, the kids say the darndest things. So there's uh, there's Phoenix, which is, that's Paul's stepson. Or really, Paul, they've gotten offended before when I haven't said that Paul's his dad. Um, Paul, this person is Tracy. Their creation is Noel. Uh, Phoenix is the creation of Tracy. And I don't know the other half of that. But uh, Phoenix shot me a message yesterday. And it seemed like it was going to get ugly real fast. And my dad is always telling me that Phoenix has incredible wit and is very smart and does really, really well in school when he's not playing. Well, I guess in every other part of his day, he's playing Fortnite. So I get this message. And I, they don't, Paul doesn't know anything about my personal life. They, again, we don't talk about this a lot, like emotions and sexuality and all that stuff. We just, it's never been a discussion point. Um, so Phoenix says, have you ever had a girlfriend? And I'm immediately thinking, well, I don't talk about this stuff. I mean, not that I'm dating people often, but when I, when I have, um, my dad's visited sometimes when I was dating somebody, but it's not like, I'm not telling Paul about relationships or anything like that. And so I'm thinking is, am I going to have a, however old Phoenix is 10, 11, am I going to have a 10 or 11 year old rip me for not dating? I replied, yes. Why do you have one? He said, yeah, I just got one. Her name is Lily. 
I said, how did you get her? She goes to my school, but I met her at Arby's. Apparently, they have the meat. And girlfriends, if you're looking for a girlfriend, if you're looking for a girlfriend, def go there. So I had no idea that it wasn't like dating app issues. It wasn't my pickiness, my unwillingness to take myself off the couch more. But I remember a long, long time ago, I thought that I, because of me being an introvert, I didn't meet enough people. I meet plenty of people now. It's just not ones that I want to date or they would be interested in dating me. Um, None of my idiosyncrasies keeping me from from being in a relationship. It's none of that. It's absolutely none of that. I just can't tell you the last time I ate at Arby's. So the problem is I need to go to Arby's and any problems that I think I had or, or maybe going to Arby's because they have the meat and girlfriends will correct all of that stuff. My pickiness, my impatience, everything else. It's all at Arby's. That, that is the holy grail of finding a girlfriend. Thank you, Phoenix. Let me pull my tongue out of my cheek now. Uh, yesterday, um, I like this. I don't know if I've said this before, but since he was here like now four years ago, um, I was so in awe of Jaden Jefferson. Um, and I just get along with kids better. And he was a kid then. He was 11. He was a different kid. He was a kid who was like, the age and maturity and experience of a 51-year-old, but I was in awe of him. Always kept close, always wanted to say hi to him, have him on the show, follow his stuff. He did. He does great work. Um, and now, since he's older now, I, I've wanted to strike, I've aimed to strike up a friendship with him. And so it was important to me and that she said this and it was important that I, I take advantage of the invitation uh, to live up to my being a friend thing. And I, I don't think you... I don't think you think this. I don't think anybody thinks this. I don't think they think this. That I'm just some like some kind of sycophant, like being a hanger-on to the Ellen kid. No, 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 no. I invite him to come out to my events to cover them. I like introducing him to people. All, all that stuff. We both love Dunkin' Donuts. I was like, look, yesterday when, when at this thing, I was like, look, we are we are going to broadcast live from that Dunkin' Donuts airport and burn. He's like, let's do it. His mom, uh, Linnell, who is a FaceTimer. That's right. Uh, Linnell last week said, I need you to come out to something on Wednesday. I'm like, what's Wednesday? And then I see, she's like, it's the state of the city. Like, why am I coming to that? Like to watch him do his job, to watch him cover something. She's like, no, no, no. He's getting an award. He doesn't know. So I, he's like, you're his friend. He likes you. Come out. I'm like, okay. I, yes, yes, yes. And they've invited me to a, a handful of things and I've made all of them. I'm doing better with that. Linnell will make you think that I, I've never showed up and I've never gotten out of bed a day in my life when it comes to hanging out with them, but love her to death. She smelled so good yesterday. Uh, so I went to the state of the city. In fact, I saw some friends, Valerie Fatika, uh, who's been on the podcast for us. So my friend Matt Killam from the Metro Parks, who's going to be on soon to plant-splain me and and park-splain me just so I can have my skating party over the summer. Uh, I was hanging in the back with them. I'm like, I'm here. This is it. And Linnell comes and finds me in her bright yellow dress. She looked lovely. And she's like, come up here. You're part of this. Um, Got to sit in the reserve seats. Uh, Got to see his dad for the first time since they were here four years ago. Got to see his brother Jalen for the first time. Got to see Gloria, who is his grandmother, who's been driving him around forever. But she does. I was like, she kind of retired. But it was good to see her. 
Uh, and it was for all the, the razzing that she and I do with one another. And he sent me a picture of him at iHeart the other day or with Megan at iHeart. Like, cool. You just doubled the amount of people in the building. He's been, he has been giving me shit about things. Um, like nonstop. He's like, uh, making all these iHeart jokes and blah, 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 whatever. So, um, I'm glad that uh, they found me to be someone to be invited to a very big day of his. So that was important. I That made me feel good and included, and that was nice. Uh, it was a nice state of the city. In fact, right now, uh, we let me see if I can find it. We have a, uh, the mayor announced yesterday during state of the city that at 1 o'clock, which it now is, uh, he's going to announce the new police chief. Doesn't look like... It will be anyone I know. Let's see if it's up on 13. Oh, all right. It's the interim chief. Congratulations. Uh, I think I'm pronouncing his last name correctly. Mike Trenley. Uh, and I met him at the community meeting um, last month uh, that I met Patrick Harvey at, or he met me. And uh, Trenley was a nice dude. Nice dude for the one sentence I said to him. So congratulations to him. Um, I know a, a lot of people wanted continuity and wanted somebody within the department who knew how Toledo works. And my only counter to that was it's worked pretty poorly the last couple of years. Granted, it, it's just societal stuff and, and almost like impossible to stop. But an outside perspective with some unconventional ideas, I would have welcomed them. So, but I'm glad for him. Seems like a, a, a good dude. And um, let's go. The mayor pointed out last night. Uh, it has now been essentially two months since we have had a gun death in the city. And I, and he said it like a, a, at least a half dozen times. I'm like, oh, please let this not jinx it. Um, and and inevitably, um, as we all said on this podcast for the last three years. Once COVID recedes, the crime should as well. Now, we didn't know that inflation was going to jack everybody's life up after COVID. And that has kept us in this crucible. But I think things have gotten a little better. Uh, especially when it hasn't been a real dreary winter that has locked people up inside. Because when you can get out, that's shooting happens. There's a lot more crime in the summertime and spring if you've followed it. Nice weather. People are out more. Um, so congratulations, and I hope I said his name right. So the state of the city, oh, Jaden got an award, the Irene Druyard Award. I think I said that right. Um, it, it that's the girl that a hundred years ago that gave the mayor at the time twenty dollars, and she said in a hundred years I want somebody to spend this. And the mayor had a nice anecdote. She's like, poor Irene lost it because, um, the country went broke with the stock market dying in twenty nine, and he's like, I would have liked that twenty dollars. Um, the Irene Druyard Award. Um, Jaden won. Uh, it was, goes to a kid and then an adult. Jaden won. Congrats! And he, and he said and st- steals my sentiment. She's like, I don't. He's. I don't mean to offend anybody, but Jaden's the best journalist in the city. He is. He is. If for no other reason than he is not beholden to clicks or certain types of stories, which our our news outlets are. That that's the bottom line. They are unfortunately businesses. That's why certain stories uh, uh, get to the top of things and, and need first run and all that. Jaden is not beholden to that anchor. Congrats to him. The other winner was Sam Boyle. That is, uh, that's the mother of, uh, I guess, Lucan Boyle. The name I'm familiar with because of the Lucan T. Boyle 
kindness campaign that kind of comes my way every year. I've never actually been involved in it, but I'm I'm well aware of it. So uh, she started that. Uh, she teared up. Very tough moment having lost her son to, I believe, bullying and then the suicide from that. Uh, but she was the winner. Other than that, the takeaways were another confirmation of there is no bigger cheerleader, marketer, advertiser than the mayor of our city. That, that was my only pushback. Every time they wanted to like expand the communications and marketing department, I'm like, you've got the best person for the job. He's the mayor. He loves the city. And I believe it's completely authentic and genuine. Something about Pen7. I think Pen7... Shit, where... Pen7 looked like a green area, like another kind of like... um outdoor playland that we're getting that hadn't really been announced. He was big on finding a spot, maybe the Toledo Executive Airport, so that we can attract someone who wants to make um, something with electricity, whether it's, I guess, electric vehicles or something for electric vehicles, and they need like a thousand acres, um, which we don't can't really offer, but we do have some spots, and, and that's, I guess, the one. Um, he wants to attract that here. That That would be good. He started things with uh, by taking the the bull on, like right in the gut, uh, allowing himself to be to get gored by the ugliness of the violent crime and murders. Explained a little bit more about Cities United, which a lot of people are, I guess, against. He's like they are to coordinate between all the people who want this to stop: pastors, churches, schools, mental health agencies, police. Phenomenal, because what I have seen in a lot of places here that are in the same line of work are often combative with one another or don't communicate well. Like, like the left hand not talking to the right? No, the left hand is on a cadaver and the right hand is waving at somebody at a baseball game. If they can coordinate all that, we can make some headway. Um, and they had a statistic that it's like 1% of the population in cities or wherever the issue is, 1% is at risk. And then like 1% of that, I think my math is right, 270,000 Toledoans, 2,700 people at risk. And it's 270 people who are likely to shoot or be shot. Sounds like interesting enough data. And that was that. Um, That was about 15 or 20 minutes and the rest was just highlights. The one thing that jumped out to me was the sidewalk thing. He said they're going to fix how many ever sidewalks. And what he seemed to skip over was we're going to have to pay for them. And uh, how much more we're, we're pay? How many more roads we're paving? But we've got a lot more to go, and it could take you know 20, 40, 50 years to pave all of them that needed. And then we've got to hope the ones that have been paved in twenty years, now we don't have to repave. Um, it seems like a constant thing, and we can't quite solve the science or engineering to combat the winters and harshness of the weather that we have to keep our roads for generations. Uh, what was the other thing? Oh, he said there might be another road tax, I think, next year that we approved in 2020. So that was, those are my highlights from the state of the city. There is nobody that will tout Toledo more than, than him. And I think he's a, a decent guy. Um, other quick things. A story on 13, uh, 2L today. Apparently some people are, uh, there's some accidents, at the roundabout at South Detroit and South Burn, which is where Ernest is. I guess one guy's house had been hit a couple of times, and now it's just, like, vacant. Um, Scott from Ernest has said, no, it has actually made things a lot better. Um, 
sure there's some issues as I just illustrated, but he's like, I used to hear screeching of wheels and all kinds of racing. He's like, it's better now than where it was. And I'll take Scott at his word and I'll take all the science and data at words that roundabouts are safer and better in so many ways. And like 270 people who could be shot or do the shooting of whatever that is, like 0.01% of the population. It's the same small population of people who can't, even though my joke is, you really still can't master a roundabout, can you? And for that matter, you suck at driving. Even though that's that sounds funny and I like saying it. Uh, it's just a small amount of people. And that's always the case. It is always an extreme minority of people who do things that cause issues for others. Um, in, in fact, we have laws and rules for those people. Like, we, we have laws on books and whatnot for this microscopic amount of people who might or want to do wrong. Um... God, I'm so tired. I'm over the roundabout complaints. Oh, one other quick thing. Uh, congratulations, uh, before we get to the, uh, the the ranty things, congratulations to uh, Coach Robin Fralick and the Lady Falcons. I think it was the first ever Lady Falcons sellout at the Stroh last night. That's sensational. It was an orange out. Looks like they were trailing the whole game. They lost to Columbia, I think, 77-70. What a season, a historic season. And now, uh, because of it, the new... BGSU athletic director might he hire a men's basketball coach to replace Michael Huger. He might have to hire a ladies basketball coach as well because rumors popped up yesterday that Coach Fralick, um, I guess, is at the top of the list to be the next Michigan State Spartans, Lady Spartans, head basketball coach. And she is from Okemos. I know someone that lives there, I believe, and it's in the East Lansing area. Um, there were some quotes. She loves living here, this area. She raised her family here. But I can see the pull of home. The pull of home is strong. And although, was it David Briggs who wrote in The Blade that BG and their athletic department is not at a financial dis- at the financial disadvantage that you might think that they are. So they might be able to get in the ballpark of what Michigan State could pay. But that's a big conference. And that would be a nice accomplishment to make them a good basketball program like the men have been for decades under Tom Izzo. And maybe she wants to be around him. And I know you always see him yelling and be very angry, but I hear the stories are good. And he is a good, decent human being and a, and a, and a wonderful coach and a good leader. Maybe she wants to be around that. So we'll see. Okay. Uh, the pro-medica thing, which people have pushed back on me on, and I need to... Add some clarity. Like I said yesterday, if, you, if you're if you slamming on ProMedica for their financial woes, again, as many healthcare hospital facilities across the entire goddamn country are doing, and unfortunately, we're going to have to deal with that. If you're slamming on them, just... Don't don't go to any don't go to anything that wasn't already there before they got to the steam plant. Then people started telling me they don't pay their nurses well, their their billing practices, they're overcharging, all, all this stuff. Like they're they're the worst of corporate America. Fine, fine, but the things can be mutually independent. Um, they all I said was, and sometimes I don't know how clear I have to be until I see some pushback. I'm not saying that. That stuff is all false because plenty of it is true. But nothing is more true than they were the absolute catalyst for 
just about everything that, that has happened downtown. And I can keep that separate from how you believe they are as as a business, as a nonprofit business. Um, and I know that there are hundreds, a couple thousand people who might have hated working there, have hated how they've been billed, and will never set foot downtown. But they are a mass. What they put downtown is a massive net positive for Toledo, Toledo Inns, Northwest Ohio, Northwest Ohio Inns. Like the Solheim. You think Gwen Stefani's coming here if they're not there? Gwen Stefani's not coming to a empty waterfront in downtown Toledo, which it was. I remember the first couple of uh, drag things that we did there in like 2014. There's nothing there. Nothing was there. It was still a great night, but it was just an empty field. I don't even think it was Promenade Park then. So you can hate ProMedica for how they build you or how they've paid you or not paid you. Um, and I'm not asking you to also be appreciative of what they began in downtown Toledo. But both things can absolutely be true. There was, I think, a Wall Street Journal story the other day, as we do shift gears here. Um... And it was a story wondering if we as Americans had pulled back from some of our core and traditional values, uh, which were what? Religion, having kids, patriotism, and then, and then community. Now, I posted an article on the Eric Chase and the Fam Facebook page um, from thehill.com that really picked it apart. And found some holes in the argument and, and the data. Um, and I'll leave that as is. But even when I saw this and skimmed through the article itself the other day. So let's go through this. And first of all, the country is now old, as I've said before, uh, when I heard in that Civil War podcast. You're an old country now. You have ruins. This country will be 250 years old in two years. Two years? Three years. In twenty. 26. Yeah, that's right. 250. It's an old country now. Not as old as places in Europe, which are like millennia old. Like 1,500 years, 2,000 years, 800 years. We're still young compared to them, but we're an old country now. Our values can change, right? We don't have to have the same values. And at a more crude level, let me go through those. Have we lost religion as... As a, as a backbone of American values? Well, I think we all know like several decades now, and this is not everywhere, but we have all heard plenty of completely accurate stories of, of horrific abuse happening um, in, in churches. Okay, I mean, not all, it's a small percentage, but it's awful. And we've heard some really dark things. So there we go. And as we get more diverse... Not everybody is so not everybody does the same religion, even though that is the predominant religion here in this country. But some awful things have happened in religion the last several decades that just make our stomachs turn because a lot of them have happened to kids. Uh, similarly, patriotism. Um, there, there's a lot of American exceptionalism, and I get that because my dad grew up as the, the He's the boomer, but the, the, the golden generation or whatever it was, we just want two-time World War winners, um, nuclear family, all that stuff. 
Like we were on a winning streak, but we're smarter now. And I'm not, and even when we were kids, when I was kids, I remember learning about all the awful things that this country has, had done, slavery, you know, some of the Columbus things. I didn't necessarily grasp it at the time because it was being taught as, we're, this is a wonderful country. This is a great country. Um, I, I am waiting for the day where we can get past um, or we can treat black people more equally, our people in the LGBT community more equally. And one day we will need to address what we did to Asian Americans during World War II. I remember learning that, and, and I do loosely remember at the time thinking, these are camps kind of like what happened in the Holocaust. Like not as bad, but we, we, we put these segregated. This is awful. That bill will come due at some point. Um, it's totally fine to be proud of where you are, city, state, country, all that, county. But it's also okay um, just how I can go. ProMeta can, can make a wonderful entertainment environment and jumpstart downtown Toledo and also overbill people and underpay people. This can be a wonderful country um, that defeated Hitler and so much more and had all these wonderful inventions that also has a really dark history in some spots and the good probably outweighs the bad but some of the bad is really heavy and we're still addressing that these days because our original sin is slavery and it lingers into the present so yeah patriotism is going to dial back a little bit kids i'm the i'm the poster child for that too goddamn expensive and often a pain in the ass loud and annoying Seriously, though, people have found out. Like, 20-somethings have found out. Kids are fucking expensive. Um, and thankfully, in the same way that we have looked at college with a raised eyebrow saying, I don't know if I need that. Um, us repopulating the country is not necessarily paramount for people. A lot because women want to work where before they were told to have kids and stay home. Let them, let them work. Let everybody work. But really, kids are really, really expensive and with the way socioeconomic things are can't afford them or daycare or many of the things that comes with them health care um so yeah we're pulling back from that for a variety of reasons and and community the last thing that the article points out that we're, we're backing off of that i would say the opposite but again this is just my world um personally i do more sometimes in a week with and for our community than i did my entire childhood I think I mentioned this before. I wasn't real community-minded when I was a kid. My weekends were playing ball games, going to ball games, basketball, soccer. It was it was all sports stuff. I don't remember volunteering when I was a when I was a kid with my mom or my dad. We didn't go places. Now my dad actually, when he retired from from work, he began to volunteer a lot. Went to walk dogs and, and things like that. Was doing uh, meals on wheels things. So I just don't I don't know if the volunteer community was a part of the zeitgeist in the 80s and 90s and even 2000s. It really is now. And the fact that it, my, my dad picked it up. Um, again, maybe this is just who I'm in touch with, and that's a lot of community-minded people. But I think that part of the article is wrong. And while you might hate your neighbor and while you might hate people on Facebook, I would say people being a part of causes today is possibly bigger and there's more participation than any time in recent American history. And that's good. Thanks for being here today. It would be good to see you tomorrow for opening day.